Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. If you have been doing homework all night the way I should have been and you missed this Knicks game, boy, did you miss out. Pause this right now. Go watch the highlights. One of the best comebacks of the year. Down 15 at the half. Third quarter, we did nothing. We were down by 17 at one point in the third quarter. Then some some time around the three-minute mark, just caught fire uh, and just stormed right past the Wizards. We shouldn't have been losing to the Wizards in the first place, but we came back, had a 39-24 to fourth quarter, absolutely went off. Uh, just a great performance, and it's really what we needed. Uh, obviously, we destroyed the Wizards last time we played them. I'll speak about what I think of them in a moment. Uh, in a moment, but we needed that win because we had tough losses to uh, the Sixers, which wasn't really a loss, it was corruption. Uh, but we beat them, we got the job done. Now we have another tough task against the Bucks, but we can beat anyone uh, when we're on. The best thing about this performance is that it wasn't just one guy, it was a lot of guys. It was RJ Barrett, it was Alec Burks, it was Taj Gibson. Taj Gibson, a guy I used to despise. Taj Gibson used to be like, arguably the most hated Nick player that, that I've ever had to watch. Now that belongs to Obi Toppin, but I don't even hate the guy anymore. He's playing really well. Um, I think the problem with him last year was that he wasn't playing in a veteran's role. He was playing in a role of a guy that is actually supposed to contribute to the team. And obviously he's supposed to contribute now, but he's more of like a veteran, a third stringer. Uh, and, and I loved him today. Uh, who did I not mention? I mentioned Emmanuel quickly. Played absolutely insane. I'm going to get into the specifics here. I already told you the details of the comeback. Basically, RJ Barrett, absolutely out of his mind. You know they love to hate on the Knicks. Um, everybody was tweeting about him. I have him in fantasy basketball. Everyone in the Yahoo comments were saying, you know, this guy's trash, washed up. He had 19 points in the second half. Shot terribly in the first half. Finished the game with 42 minutes. Guy's an absolute tank. Played all the fourth quarter. How many guys in the NBA do you know that played 42 minutes? Finished with 24 points, 10 boards, 5 assists, 3 steals. Honestly, I think R.J. Barrett's going to be a star. And this, if, if you watch R.J. Barrett today and you don't think he's going to be a star, you don't know basketball. The guy was just, he was just cutting them off all day long. R.J. Barrett was weaving in and out of the defense, cutting them up, driving to the basket, uh, you know, handing it off to big men, rolling to the basket. He was doing everything on the defensive end. He was getting steals in transition. You know, he was going to the basket. Reminded me of DeMar DeRozan back in the day. Uh, I sound like an old head when I say back in the day, but back when DeMar DeRozan was on the Toronto Raptors, he used to just cut up the Knicks. You know, he was hitting jump shots. Uh, driving to the basket, getting to the foul line all over us. He used to be a frustrating player to play against because he, he you know, he's not flashy with it, but he just, he just gets the job done. He penetrates in the paint, gets to the foul line, and he can shoot a three ball too. Stop sleeping on RJ Barrett's three ball. Then the next guy that was great today was Alec Burks. I don't want to hype up Alec Burks that much usually because I don't want us to get sort of an inflated expectation of him. He's 28. He doesn't have the ceiling of RJ. I don't think he's ever going to be more than just a supporting cast player. I think RJ has the potential to be a star, but he's been great recently. Uh, he's had 20 or more points in the past four straight games. That's a major contribution. This is a value 
guy. You know, I didn't, I didn't even talk about the trade deadline today. A lot of people were hating on the Knicks front office. I thought that was unnecessary. I thought we did a good job of staying put. I'll save that for another episode. I thought we did a good job of staying put, and I like this front office a lot. Alec Burks is a reminder of how good this front office has been this offseason. It got a value player in Alec Burks. Puts up points, isn't a liability on the defensive end uh, like guys we've had in the past that can score. Uh, underrated rebounder, doesn't hog the ball like <coughs> Tim Hardaway. Um, and he's just, oh, I, I think I messed that up. I said, I said like, and then I did the, the cough. Uh, but when you do the cough thing, you're supposed to not say like, you're just supposed to say, um, I should have done it like this. He's not a ball hog. <laughs> Tim Hardaway. I should have done it like that where I didn't say the like. But anyways, I'm not editing that out because it's an authentic podcast. We don't edit stuff here. Um, great performance by Alec Burks. I already spoke about Taj Gibson. Next, we had Emmanuel Quickly putting in a huge performance today. If you don't know who Emmanuel Quickly is, first of all, you're the casual of all casuals, NBA fan. Go to YouTube right now. Look up Emmanuel Quickly highlights. This guy is the steal of the past 10 drafts. Uh, we took him, what, 24th, 26th overall pick. Absolute stud. He should be the front runner for rookie of the year right now. He should be. If you think Anthony Edwards is better than uh, Emmanuel Quigley, I don't know what to tell you. You don't know basketball. You don't know basketball if you think Anthony Edwards is a better player than Emmanuel Quigley. If you think Tyrese Halliburton is better than Emmanuel Quigley, you don't know basketball. If you think Sadiq Bey is better than Emmanuel Quigley, you don't know basketball. The only player who was debatably better than Emmanuel Quigley was LaMelo Ball, and now he's gone. Emmanuel Quigley, so consistent. Uh, it was a tie game with like two minutes left. We had battled all quarter. Uh, this guy Hachimura, you know, respected him. Only likable guy on an absolute clown show of a Wizards team. Oh, and, and Danny. He, I like him too. But... Hachimura was killing us. It was five points at one point. Then I think uh, Burks hit a jumper. All right. Then we were down three. Or, oh, oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm narrating it wrong. I'm sorry. I narrated it wrong. It was a tie game at that point. It was a tie game. It was like, uh, what was it? 94-94, I think, or 91-91. Anyways, whatever. Let's get to the situation. Emmanuel quickly had the ball at the top of the key beyond the three-point line. Being guarded by Bradley Beal. One of the league's best went, took the screen, stepped back, launched the three. Money. Money from three. Perfect three. Put us up by four points. Sorry, three points. Oh my god, I'm all over the place today. That's what happens though when you get a hype win. And you know, this wasn't just this was just a routine win. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. God, I'm all jumbled today. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Alright? This is a game we should have been up 15 points after the first quarter, all right? The Wizards, absolute clown show. I said I was gonna give my thoughts on the Wizards. These guys are a clown show of a franchise, the laughing stock of the league. Um, I think Walt Frazier or, or Mike Breen said that the Wizards are still trying to get into the playoffs. Um, honestly, I'm sorry if you're a Wizards fan and you're by any chance listening to this, uh, j- j- just quit, man. Just just quit. I don't know what teams you have in Washington these days. Uh, football team. No, that's also a joke. Um, don't know much about hockey. I don't know if the Capitals are any good. But honestly, just find a new team. 
Um, you know, if you're not into soccer already, maybe you could just bandwagon on a nice soccer team because basketball, you got nothing going for you. You're not going to have anything going for you for the next 10 years. Wasted money and draft picks on one of the most overrated, overhyped players in the league, Russell Westbrick. That's right, Westbrick. I was making a top 10 point guards list the other day. That's a you know hint to a new episode. And I didn't even have this guy in the top 10. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, some people are going to be mad about this. And this just proves to me that I was exactly spot on, absolutely miserable performance, Russell Westbrook. 3 of 15 from the field. Absolute garbage. 7 of 12 from the free throw line. Guy can't hit a free throw to save his life. Uh, 18 rebounds. I mean, that's just empty stats. He'll be like, oh, he's got 18 rebounds. 17 of these rebounds were defensive rebounds. What is that doing, man? It's not doing anything. Uh, eight turnovers. I, guy's just a bum. Um, Knicks absolutely chopped him up tonight. Couldn't do anything against this. Can't do anything against most teams. Mitchell Robinson is the only guy I would have liked to see play more down the stretch. But, you know, he's coming back from injury. Taj Gibson filled in nicely. Even OB Toppin. Even OB Toppin, who I stand by my statement, by the way, that OB Toppin is the co-worst player in the league, along with Alexis Papashevsky, the nobody on the Thunder. If you want to have a good laugh after this, look up on YouTube, Alexis Papashevsky highlights. Oh, wait, th- th- there aren't any. Uh, I meant to say Alexis Papashevsky lowlights. Uh, look that up. It's a good laugh. I don't know if that's exactly what the video is called, but he sucks. Uh, guy, on, guy on the Thunder. Guy sucks. Um, and I still hate Obi Toppin. Oh my God. What was I saying? Uh, what I was saying was Obi Toppin, two steals and a block. All right. Here on this podcast, we hate some players, but we always give respect where respect is due. He had a clutch steal today. So Obi Toppin, I don't like you, but safe to say, at least you made one memorable, one memorable moment. One memorable moment for us before we ship you off to some random team in Europe. So, you know, Obi Toppin, uh, if you want to go through the tape and uh, frame that moment, take a little screenshot, uh, you know, you can put it up in your locker once you're playing in uh, Turkey. Uh, and, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll show all your teammates that you used to be in the NBA. Um, they'll be jealous of you. But anyways... Great win tonight. We're at the eleven minute mark. Um, you know, I, it's always it's always you know, like a weird a weird dynamic uh, when I'm doing these because fifteen minutes. You know, I've said that I want to try to give you fifteen minutes. It's you know too too long to just go through like a brief run through, but it's also too short um, to do like an in depth analysis right like some of these big podcasts do so i've already said what needed to be said about the game oh i'll say a little bit about randall you know i didn't mention him when i was talking about the key players he wasn't there tonight like i said we give credit where credit is due in this podcast we also give shame to where shame is due now he doesn't exactly deserve shame but he didn't have a good night he didn't have a good night 5 of 16 1 of 5 from 3 part of that was due to the fact that he got uh, a minor injury in the first quarter um, 
but he was able to play through it. Hit two clutch jumpers at the end. Hit two clutch jumpers at the end, so we'll give him that. Uh, but, you know, if he was healthy, th- th- this wouldn't have even been a contest. Uh, we would have been up by probably about 40 to 50 points at halftime. Um, you know, I guess Wizards fans can be happy about that. You know, I'm sure when the Wizards are playing, it's usually a pretty depressing night for the Wizards fans. Um, get ready for the game. They got their popcorn ready. And then, you know, after 10 minutes of playing, the score is already, like, pretty lopsided. They're usually down by 20 after one quarter. So, you know, Wizards fans, uh, I know this is a pretty bummer loss for you, but at least you guys got a entertaining game. Um, you know, probably got got some more viewership than usual for this game because people saw it was close. So, you know, your franchise got some attention. Um, but yeah, great win for the Knicks. Uh, well, not really a great win, uh, but a necessary win at that. Uh, I mentioned my point guard rankings. Uh, this app, actually, I'm using a new app uh, for my podcast. I did some restructuring in the podcast. Check that out. New logo, new name, uh, and a new app as well. Uh, and I, I might start going over the 15-minute mark in the future, but um, I'm going to keep this one short just to recap. Anyways, what I was saying, I had an episode uh, about top 10 point guards in the NBA. I want to finish that series because I did a top 10 power forwards, and it just feels weird to just do top 10 power forwards. Like, who does that? Um, so I want to do top 10 point guards, top 10 shooting guards, uh, you know, all that, all that stuff. Uh, I'm watching this highlight of R.J. Barrett right now. Oh, man. Oh, man. He got a steal in transition. Just went right into the defender. Got the and one. Just like you draw it up uh, during recess. Great play by Barrett. Such a beast. Such a good pick. I mean, everyone says, uh, you know, Nick, Nick's got screwed in that draft. You didn't get Zion or you didn't get John Moran. We don't want injury-prone Zion Williamson. I would say R.J. Barrett is better than Zion Williamson right now. Not even more potential. He's better right now. You know, as I've said before, when you evaluate talent, you have to take into account winning. Zion Williamson, his stats might be good. He doesn't win. The Pelicans, where, where, where are they? Where, 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 where are the Pelicans in the Western Conference? Well, let's take a look. Pelicans, standings, they're 19 and 24. That is abysmal. I don't care if it's the Western Conference. The Oklahoma City Thunder are ahead of them. And they're starting Alexis Papashevsky and Moses Brown and Ty Jerome in their starting five. Alright? When you can't beat Alexis Papashevsky and Ty Jerome, who is part of the Virginia squad that choked to the 15 or 16 seed UMBC team, the most shameful college team in all of the United States, and, and you're not ahead of them, that, that, that's just, that's even more shameful. All right? So RJ is better than Zion. John Morant, he's flashy. Again, where are the Wizards in the standings exactly? Whatever the hell team he plays for, the Grizzlies? I mean, first off, the Grizzlies are probably the most irrelevant team in the NBA besides for the Wizards. Um, they're 21 and 20, but you wouldn't know that because, I mean, I don't even know who's on the Wizards besides John Morant. I, I know they got some guy named Slow Mo Anderson. Um, anyways, wouldn't want to turn a Wizards game on. But 
you know, I, I, I think RJ is probably better than Ja. Um, so, yeah, overall, I'd say RJ Barrett is the best player from the draft class. I uh, wouldn't call that a hot take because it's not. If you think that's a hot take, I'm sorry you don't know basketball. Uh, we've, we're actually hovering around 